Hey friends, Kylie here, your host of Dream On with Kylie O'Miller, back for another episode with the official Lax Girl, an inspiration to all those who follow her, and someone whose dreams are so big she can't help but chase them. Thank you as always for tuning in. These episodes are recorded from a live Zoom webinar that I hold through the KO17 Lacrosse app and are constructed into this Dream On podcast that you have found here. I hope you are gaining some insight from these episodes from some of the people that I have met throughout my lacrosse journey that have imposed so much of their wisdom on me. If you're loving our episodes so far, show us some love in the reviews and rate us five stars. Also, be sure to S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E. It would mean the world to us. All right, we've got another special guest this week, and I'm pumped to get right into it. Tari Kandamiri is our highly anticipated guest on this episode, and I was so grateful to sit down and have a conversation with her for many reasons. Tari is the person behind the infamous official Lax Girl social media accounts that so many of us look to for lacrosse entertainment, inspiration, news, and even never-before-seen footage of lacrosse all over the world. She tells us about her jobs within the lacrosse world, but also her ventures as a consultant and an entrepreneur outside the lacrosse world, keeping her passion for the game everlasting. Tari is someone who has inspired thousands of people to pick up lacrosse sticks, keep playing the game, and continue loving every second of the game. She constantly works towards positive change and pushing the boundaries that are going to make our sport something even greater than it already is today. And for that, I'm forever grateful to know her. Have a listen in to our episode with the official lax girl, Tari Kandamiri. Let's go. All right, KO17 fam, welcome to another Dream On podcast. Today we have a very special guest. We have Tari Kandamiri here. She is, if you don't know her by name, you know her by official X girl. And um, I am so, so pumped to have you here today, Tari. Um, And I'm just excited to dive into all things lacrosse, but also just like what makes you you outside of lacrosse and how you dove into everything that became official X girl and, um, you know, how we became to be friends and all that good stuff. So um, thank you for being here today. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm super, super happy to be here. And yeah, I just love a good chat. So yeah, I love it. Okay. So for reference, for those of you listening to the podcast, it is 8 a.m. on a Thursday. Um, and we like to start with off to a good start here on the Dream, Dream On Pod. So before we dive into all the discussions, um, we'd love to kind of tackle some things that are kind of just wondering where we are in the moment right now, right here and now. So Tari, what is something that you are thankful for today? Ooh, thankful for. I'm thankful for my sister because we just moved in together and we haven't lived together in like, oh gosh, probably like eight years or something like that. So it's nice to have a buddy in Atlanta. Um, you know, I think just looking at the way the world was for the past two and a half, three years, it was really lonely and we both lived alone. And um, so it's, it's nice to get that time together again and have my side and her side. And I'm like, stay out of my closet. And she's like, stay out of my closet. So yeah, just, just thankful to have her by my side. Oh, that's amazing. How, what's the age difference between you two? Four years. Okay. Awesome. That's so cool. Built in best friends for life, right? Sisters. She has no choice. <laughs> <laughs> no choice, but to like me. I love that. I'm going to say that the Tyron next time I see her. Um, okay. So I know it's only 8am, but what's something that you're proud to say that you've accomplished today? 
you know, I'm proud to say I woke up and made it here on time. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I, I just, I'm happy that I get to wake up and it's a beautiful day getting to, you know, talk to you and, and connect with everyone listening on the pod as well. Just proud to be part of this community. Amazing. All right. Taking a quick little time out from our episode here to say a massive thank you for listening. Dream On started off as a way to have conversations with some of the people that I've been lucky to come in contact with and really dig deep into what makes them tick and how they've become so elite in their spaces. If you're enjoying these conversations as much as I have been, please consider rating us with a solid five stars and leave us a review. I love hearing all of your incredible thoughts on how we can continue to dream on together with these episodes. Oh, and subscribe if you're feeling cool. All right, let's get back to our guest. Last but not least, what is something that you're pumped to go out and chase? Could be today, could be the rest of this week or the rest of this year. What's something you're pumped to chase? Yeah. So um, I know we'll dive into it a little bit more later, but my startup, Hama Beauty, I really am looking to continue building that and making that even bigger using, you know, machine learning, computer vision, all these different technologies. And um, recently had a data science intern start as well that's helping me with a lot of like analysis and understanding all the data that we've collected and how we're going to use that to better the platform. So I'm just excited to continue learning about technology and the best way to use it for beauty products and for skincare and like, what else can I use it for? Um, That's something that just always makes me smile when I like figure out something new or, or hear a really interesting statistic that we've been able to pull from our data. Um, so yeah, just excited to continue chasing, building my own thing. That's amazing. Um, I've seen a lot of what you've been doing and I love following it. Obviously I love following official wax girl, but I also just love following what you're doing outside of the lacrosse world. Cause I think um, at least for me personally, as I get a little bit older and I get outside the college scene and um, again, just like you have a startup of my own that, Uh, on my side is very much so revolved around lacrosse it's really interesting to me to peek outside of like the lacrosse world and see what what makes everybody's worlds go um, outside of lacrosse which is really exciting and cool that it's unique like everywhere Um, so I'm really really pumped to dive into that too but on the official ex-girl side that's how I first knew you and I think you'll think it's very funny that um, we're pretty much the same age So we kind of grew up together on Twitter and I kind of like followed everything that you did. And I was, I actually remember this one, um, one time in high school, I was sitting in my, speaking of sisters, speaking, sitting in my sister's um, bedroom. And we were just kind of like scrolling down your tweets and we were like trying to find this one tweet. We were like, she said this one thing once. And then we found it. We were so excited. And um, it's just so funny to like look back on that. And then you know, discover the face behind the name and then discover the person behind the name, like I was saying. And it's been so awesome to get to know you. But on your side of things, like when you started that Twitter, like what what were your dreams, your hopes for it? Was it anything that you could have ever imagined or was it just kind of for fun? Yeah, it was really for fun. So I started playing lacrosse my freshman year of high school. um, And I would always post about it on Facebook and just like told, like just blasting out how much I love lacrosse and how much I love the team. And I remember this one guy from my high school, finally, he was like, listen, like, all you do is post about lacrosse. We don't care. Like, we're over. (laughs) We don't care. And I felt so sad. And I was like, fine. Like, I'm going to. And I think I had just made Twitter. Twitter was, like, really starting to kind of pop off in my high school. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to make an anonymous Twitter account because I don't have to put my name on there or my face. And then we'll just, you know, I'll just post whatever I want. 
And so I started following other lacrosse accounts and brands and all this different stuff. And I remember how excited I was when I got a hundred followers. Like I ran into the kitchen. I'm like, mom, like I have a hundred followers. My mom's like, I literally, I don't know what that means, but like, great. <laughs> you're happy. You're happy. So congratulations. Um, but you know, I just love the sport so much. Like I just had so much fun playing and getting to learn about it and, and researching the history, researching sticks, like all these different components and parts of it. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I was anonymous. I think a lot of people, maybe most people know, but some people that are newer to following me don't know. I was completely anonymous because I was like, well, um, you know, frankly, when I went to Dick's Sporting Goods, like those lacrosse girls didn't look like me. So like, maybe mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to look like this and play lacrosse. Like, I don't know. I'm just here for fun anyway. So like, we're just going to go with this. Um, and then it just momentum kept building and building and building and, um, you know, got some notice from inside lacrosse, from USA lacrosse and other places and and people just really supporting my passion for the game. So um, yeah, it's blown up way more than I ever have imagined, which is yeah, insane. I know, I know you mentioned mentioned something about your first 100 followers, which I remember my first 100 too. And it was yeah. just like the biggest thing ever, right? And um, I think I have some sort of statistic here that's 17,000 Instagram followers and 20.3K Twitter followers. So how does that make you feel when you think back to young Tari and you're like, I was so excited about a hundred. Like yeah. those are some big numbers. Yeah. I'm like, girl, you just wait <laughs> until you go to championship weekend and ESPN gives you an escort and walks you through and you see people your way. Like it's just the most humbling. And you know, something I touched on earlier. So like going into Dick Sporting Goods. And um, I remember when I bought my goggles and my, you know, my stuff because I played field hockey too. And when I went back to my, my sticks, you know, those players didn't necessarily look like me, but I am just, I feel so blessed and so lucky that like, I've been part of diversifying the face of the game even more. Amari and I have been part, we've all been part of that, right? Like showing that you can be from anywhere, look like anyone, enjoy any other activity outside of lacrosse, but still get to play and just love it and succeed. Like for me, it's not, even really about the numbers but more about the impact and like just how lucky I am that this many people embrace this like crazy little 14 year old that love lacrosse so much and have stayed all the way along for the journey that's incredible and I think that really touched on you know one of the points that I wanted to get into next which is I think you started off with like the passion for the game and you've continued to do that for you know 10 10 years now um and I think that's really really great um, because that's something that drives, you know, my day to day with staying in the sport too. And, um, you know, is that passion and that love and just like sharing what you love about it so that hopefully whoever can relate to you is also going to hop on board and be able to support you. And also, you know, just kind of like virtually mutually support each other. Um, so I guess to add on to that question, what are some of the other things that you're super passionate about making sure that you share so that you can impact, you know, this next generation or anybody that follows you in the lacrosse world and beyond. Yeah, of course. I, first and foremost, um, I just love sharing the game, like you said. So in, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to San Antonio with USA Lacrosse, Sankofa, um, lacrosse clinicians. That's my family. Like, you know, just a, a bunch of people from all around the U.S. We all go to different cities, you know, where they're underrepresented minorities or newer programs, really, um, to help them establish their lacrosse programs and get even more players to start playing. And I think as I've grown within the lacrosse world, sometimes things get so much more serious, but there is literally nothing as fun as playing Duck Duck Goose with a bunch of little kids and like 
just, you know, sharks and minnows and like running and teaching mm-hmm. round balls and all these things. Like I'm so passionate about equipping that next generation with the skills and the passion for the game and just giving opportunities where I can um, to grow that. And then I'm passionate about showing the other things that I'm interested in too. So I talk a lot about tech on uh, my social media. I talk a lot about food. I talk a lot about shopping, like all these other things that kind of make me who I am, because I think, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's nice to be well-rounded and feel well-rounded. And um, even within the community, you know, it's not just about the sport itself, but we all have so many other interests. And I just love learning from other people what they're interested in. Or, um, you know, I, I remember this past summer at uh, Worlds, I played in the um, festival, which is like, you know, us athletic, but you know, not Team USA girls, you know, we, we got out there um, and we played against a team from Australia. And I love, so I love fashion and I follow a couple Australian brands. Um, so I'm like, girl, hey, like where in Australia are you from? Do you know this store? Like where else did you recommend? And it was so funny because when the ball would be coming down, like obviously, you know, we got to pause our conversation, got to play, do our thing. And then when it's on the other end, okay, so you said, where's that store? Okay, so if I go there, okay, okay, I got you. Um, yeah, I think it's all just kind of interwoven together now at this point. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. I love that because um, that definitely happens at all levels, those conversations when the ball's on the other end of the field, which I think is so funny. Um, and if you, you know, you're going to have to tell me after the, after this call about some of those brands, because love a good Australian brand for, for, for clothes and shopping and all the, all that good stuff. I always find them on TikTok. Um, I don't know. About you. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, what is your, so when you think about like the future, right, we've talked a little bit about like how you've grown from, you know, day one on this platform. When you think about the future, is it just, you know, to continue to do what you're doing? Do you have big hopes and dreams? Do you um, like, what do you see for the, for the future of official X girl? Yeah, that's a good question. Oh man. I honestly, I feel like it's all, not that it's happened so fast, but it has happened organically. Um, I remember when ESPN reached out, shout out to the ESPN squad, you know, I'm repping, got the hoodie on. Um, <laughs> when ESPN reached out, I just, it just felt surreal. I'm like, they're, they want me? Like, what do they want me to talk about? How am I supposed to, you know, but but we were encouraged and still to this day are encouraged to just be ourselves and to continue like bringing our voice and our perspective. And those are the things that make us unique. And so I think just continuing in any format and any platform to bring my voice and my love for the game, I think no matter what accolades I get or what opportunities, like the one common thread will always be just how much I know about the game and how much I love about the game. So I think I want to continue strengthening my belief in myself for how much I know about lacrosse and really continuing that down that path of, you know, analyzing the game, calling games, doing interviews, um, and really lucky to have people that support those goals. And, you know, we'll say, okay, these are the things you've done in the past. Like, here's some feedback. Okay, let's get you on the next thing. So yeah, just building my my portfolio of things um, that I get to do and continuing to kind of cement myself as like someone who knows not only the women's game, but men's game, sixes, like mm-hmm. any variation of lacrosse um, and just staying around the game. I'm trying to think what else? Hmm. I mean, my big goal, I don't know if this is necessarily tied to official wax girl in itself, but you know, I was born in Zimbabwe and I moved to the U.S. when I was seven. And so something I would love is to have a Zimbabwe women's national team and to do clinics in Zimbabwe and different things like that. And, you know, those are conversations I've started having with sponsors and other people um, within my community to say, hey, like your daughter played one year for lacrosse at Gaithersburg High School. Like we should talk. Um, but no, I think 
just continuing to grow the game on that front as well and um, bringing it you know, back to where I call home or my family calls home. That's incredible. I think, um, you know, it's so funny you paused in the middle of that conversation and you're like, hmm, what else? And I was like, you listed like 12 things already. So <laughs> welcome to my brain. <laughs> no, it's okay. And I think that, you know, that's exactly why this podcast is called Dream On. You know, I think that that's something that I, you know, hope to continue, um, you know, working with our younger girls and the, and the people who follow um, you know, KO17 Lacrosse and this podcast is just to be able to have these conversations with big dreamers like yourself and, you know, be able to say like, hey, these are possible. And she never thought that this was possible when she was 14 and look at her now. So what, are, what is she going to be 10 years from now? She's got hopes and dreams for it. We can probably expect it in five years, you know? Um, so I think it's, it's really inspirational to see your brain work like that um, and just hear about it because I know I'm going to be a fan sitting, sitting back and watching and hopefully supporting in any way that I can too. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your lacrosse journey too. Um, so you said you started playing lacrosse in freshman year of high school. Um, what were some of the things that you like immediately fell in love with the sport about and um, how did that kind of directly impact your journey all the way through? Sure. Yeah. Oh man. It takes me back to, I think we started on like March 1st. In, in Montgomery County, Maryland, shout out to Springbrook High School. Um, so in field hockey, I was a goalie. So like, I don't know if you've seen, but goalies just wear transformers, like buy on <laughs> everywhere in field hockey. And so in lacrosse, I think for me, it was just the freedom to get to run around and do something completely different, something new I'd never done before. Um, I just loved like, you're throwing the ball in the air, you're, you know, dodging and shooting in the goal. And then watching, you know, the couple of, of women's lacrosse games that would be televised. I started, I saw, you know, Michelle Tumalo, big Michelle Tumalo fan. She knows I'm like, oh, such a fan. Um, and, you know, seeing Taylor Thornton also knows I'm such a fan. I like all of my favorite, I'm friends now. Like you, I'm friends with you, it's so cool. Um, being friends with all my favorite people, but, you know, getting to, I think the two of them really showed me what it was like to dream about being the best player, right? So I didn't necessarily come from the number one program in the whole wide world, but like, I was going to push myself and I was going to dream to be as good as Michelle Tumler or as good as Taylor Thornton. And um, I think that mindset and just like being unafraid to try all these other things and unafraid to say, I love this game and unafraid to say, I want to be as good as XYZ person that really fueled me. And then also wanting to be the best my version of myself I could be as a player that also really fueled me. Um, and I think going beyond maybe what, other people were doing at the time like you know maybe someone else loved lacrosse too but maybe they didn't love it as much as me um but that never scared me that never made me feel like oh well maybe it's weird that I have so much fun playing this like I shouldn't try to you know go play on this club team right I shouldn't go do wall ball because like it's weird so I've kind of carried that momentum and carried that mindset of like well just because no one else is doing it doesn't mean that I can't do it shouldn't do it and won't succeed at it you know you think of sound on being the first halftime women's lacrosse show in ESPN history, right? That was never done before, but I wasn't afraid because I was like, well, hey, they asked us to do it. We're here. It's Amari and I, like, we'll find a way to make it happen. Um, so yeah, I think, I, and I also think it's just my personality. Like I've always been, I'm gonna go and find out. Like I will find mm -hmm. out for myself. I will learn something um, and I'll grow from whatever I do. And so I think that was, that was true in lacrosse as well. That's incredible. I think that was going to be my next question. You just kind of hit the nail on the head right there is just kind of those 
lessons that you can learn from sport, from lacrosse. I think you talk about that a lot on your social media too, is, you know, just those little moments and, and little things that you can learn on the lacrosse field or in the locker room, or um, again, just kind of like falling in love with something and knowing that, hey, I can, you know, chase after this, even if someone else isn't doing it. Um, that's a really cool thing to learn through something when you look at like the general grand scheme of things in the world, something that's so small, right? One sport in the grand scheme of things in the world, you can learn such a massive lesson. I think that's, you know, really incredible um, and really incredible for you to be able to bring into your life now, you know, um, as an adult and as you're an analyst on ESPN and have your own show and all that really, really amazing, amazing stuff. So Outside of that, do you think that there's any couple of things, you know, growing up watching lacrosse, playing lacrosse, loving lacrosse, what are some of those, I guess, life lessons that you can see that you can learn from the sport of lacrosse? Yeah, I think the first one might be kind of back, like I'm going backwards in my list, but this I would say is like most relevant for your younger listeners and um, everyone putting in that work right now is like, you just never know where lacrosse could take you. I picked up a stick, y'all, a girl from Zimbabwe, literally had no idea what lacrosse was. I was just there for vibes. Okay. And my mom packed me a little snack bag, I had some crackers, some cheese, my Gatorade. It's like, you never know. You know, um, my sister and I went to Portugal together for the first time. And that was with world lacrosse for Euro sixes. And when I tell you like sitting there, just looking around being like, this all started because of lacrosse. This all started because I tried a new sport. I decided I really enjoyed it. I shared my thoughts, right? I just organically would say, oh, like this player is really good and they're really good at the rocker dodge and they're good at the roll dodge and this and that. All of a sudden you're making notes about the best players in the world. Going to college, you know, I was like enough to receive a full tuition scholarship on the academic side and also got to play at Tawani for two years. That in itself was such a cool experience. Like discipline right learning discipline learn, learning how to schedule learning that after practice I'm gonna eat and I'm gonna go study and then I'm gonna go to bed like all these different things that you pick up in how to take care of yourself and how to hold yourself accountable I would say are, are the biggest things um yeah and I think also sports just kind of teach you like just general lessons about I'm trying to think the best way I'm going to phrase this just like not pushing yourself I don't know if I would say pushing yourself but how to find your next gear, but also how to know when it's time to rest. And the resting part I'm still working on, right? Like y'all know I have 20 things going on at a time, but for me, it just feels like I know I have just like that little extra sprint. And once I get that sprint, I'm gonna get my water break. And when it's time for my water break, it's time for my water break. Like going to Jamaica, we'll have everything off and I'm gonna enjoy the beach. Um, so yeah, I would say like, just knowing that big things are on the horizon, learning that discipline, um, and taking care of yourself and then finding that extra gear that you have as well as taking time to kind of recoup to prepare for the next great thing that you're going to do. That's incredible. You mentioned like a lot of that balance, I think is um, exactly what you're talking about. And I think it's something that I'm still trying to find too. I think it's almost like one of those things that is like a constant daily battle that you're trying to find right um especially when we come from you know just lacrosse and just knowing like sports right like just being there and always pushing for that next gear and always wondering when it's time to rest and like you mentioned you you studied at Ed Suwani for for uh, your college tuition and you studied computer science yeah. which can't be easy um yeah. while playing lacrosse for a couple of years as well so 
Um, you mentioned a little bit about time management and just thinking about that balance and thinking about telling yourself, hey, make sure you eat, make sure you rest, make sure you do this so that you can be the very best version of yourself the next day. Um, what was that experience like? What brought you to wanting to study computer science, first of all? And then what were some of the, I guess, lessons that you learned or moments that you realized, hey, I need to you know, make sure that I'm taking care of myself so that I can be the best here and the best here as well? Yeah, so um, I don't know. I think I'm sure you'll remember. I don't know about younger listeners, but so I was like really into like Neopets back in the day and like MySpace, and you could make custom layouts for your pets on Neopets and then a custom layout for your MySpace. So, you know, I had to make sure I had the cutest pages in the land. Um, like, I remember I made this like Cheetah Girls all blue and white and sparkles layout on my MySpace. And that was, I think, that was, like, yeah, the peak of my artistry. I, I can't, we'll never talk that. Um, but I just did that for fun. Like, I just love doing it. And for some reason, like, I was always on the internet doing something, but it never dawned on me, like, oh, this is a job, and people do this job, and they get paid for it. I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, I just get to make layouts and do whatever. So when I went, when I got to college, I thought I was going to do history. Um, and then I remember sitting in on the history class. It was an hour and a half, and there were three people in the class. First of all, I talk way too much for that. Like, <laughs> we need a couple more voices. It was really fun, and I loved it. Um, and there were also like 20 books on the reading list. I'm like, okay, doing a little math here. We've got a whole semester. Like this could be a lifelong thing. Um, and I still love history to this day. Swanee's history department's amazing, but computer science stole me away a little bit. So we had to do a science credit. And for one of my credits, I could do just intro to CS. I remember it was like intro to, uh, I think web design or something. And so I took the class and because I had been doing this since I was like 12, <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Like, let's get this show on the road. And so um, one of the professors was like, you know, you should really consider doing this as your career at the more, I, I took one more class and um, she's like, you should consider doing this as your career. Like you should major in this. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Like that makes sense. So I started doing some Googling. Okay. Decent career, decent career. Okay, I'm with it. Um, but the more I did it, the more I really enjoyed it. And it kind of was like, okay, it makes sense. Like all roads led to CS with the minor bumps of having to do math classes. Anyone who follows me on Twitter knows I do not know how to do math. Like it, oh my goodness. Every time I think about it, I like start to get sweaty. Like, oh no, I have that. What's two plus two? Um, <laughs> but you know, that worked out too. Calculus, listen, I wrangled that in. I was Calc two, made it happen. You got you, you to make it work. Got to do your thing. Yeah, uh, I remember the calc classes. They were uh, not so not so fun. <laughs> at all, at all. And I'm, one of my good friends was in the class with me and she just, math, it was like, it was like reading to her. And I'm there like, furiously right I don't understand what's going on. Um, but, and, you know, CS was so fun. And I think getting to create something, I've always just loved getting to start with like this blank page and then you write the code or you write whatever and you get to see whatever you create. Um, and yeah, it just, that stayed with me is like knowing the possibilities of a blank screen, like what you can kind of paint using your, your keyboard and your mouse. Hey guys, Kylie here. A short break from our conversation to remind you to check in on our social channels. You can find little snippets from our episodes on Instagram at at dream.on underscore pod. And if you're a lacrosse stud looking for a unique way to train and develop into the best version of yourself, like our guest here most definitely has, check out the KO17 lacrosse app in the App Store. That's KO17 lacrosse. And at D R E A M 
period, O-N underscore P-O-D on Instagram. Come join the fam and we can keep dreaming on together. Okay, enough of that. We back. That's really cool. And I love that you use that analogy of kind of, you know, like what you can paint. It's almost like an empty canvas and what you can paint. And I've, I've kind of used that analogy when I think about myself playing lacrosse. Um, it's just like always been that for me. You know, if I've ever had a bad day, like I would just, you know, put my headphones in, get a bucket of balls in my lacrosse stick and just like block out the world and just go hang out on a lacrosse field. Um, so that's really cool that like you have found that in what is now your career too, um, you know? And I think that's that's something to be said about that, um, you know, really popular phrase of you should make sure you're doing what you love. Um, and that's really great. And I think that's something that I guess brings me into my next question is, you know, what does the day in your life look like these days? You're working full time, you're a um, founder of a startup. Um, and you're getting to create all of this amazing stuff. So tell us a little bit about what um, your job life looks like and um, what you're getting to create each and every day. Yeah, definitely. So I set my alarm, you know, I try to wake up like 8.15ish, 8.30ish. It doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes like 8.40ish and I'm frantically trying to get up. Um, set my alarm, <laughs> wake up, do a little stretch, watch some TikToks. Got to start the day off with some laughs. You know, it can't, it can't be a dry day. Um, so then I wake up, get ready, hop on my computer. I'm currently working remote. I work for a consulting firm and, um, you know, work within our data management and cloud sector for consumer goods companies. So, um, companies that sell like beverages, food products, soap, um, anything you can buy in a store, basically like that's the sector that I focus in, which is so much fun. And I really love, um, again, I love food and I love shopping. So it's <laughs> the perfect place to be. And, um, you know, we might have some, some stand-up meetings in the morning. I try to get through my mailbox. People are going to tag you in some stuff. You got to go dig for an answer or follow up with someone. Um, and even though, you know, I've been remote since, you know, really when the, right when the pandemic started, um, getting connected digitally to my workmates is so important to me. And I, I try to keep that up. Um, you know, we're lucky to get to be able to ping and get on calls and video calls and things like that. And then, yeah, that's my whole day really is just like, and out of meetings, answering emails, following up on stuff, being like, please, I need this information. It'd be great. Thank you so much. Like, we can get on a call if you have any questions. Um, and, and just learning from, you know, the, the management above me. I think I feel really lucky each project. So it's project-based, like every couple of weeks, couple of months, you're on a different project. Um, but I, I just always seek the chance to learn from the best of the best at our firm. And I get so lucky being on those projects with them and getting good feedback that makes me a stronger consultant and helps me perform better. And then our day usually wraps up, like depending on the time zone that your client is in, um, but like 5.30, 6-ish, um, hop offline there have a little snack and I do eat during this time y'all I make sure I get my lunch okay one thing about me I'm gonna get my lunch uh, and I'm gonna get my cold brew that's my new obsession get a cold brew so um, I don't like between like 12 and 2 I usually go do my my lunch moment and take a little walk um and then yeah after that you know stretch chill bug my sister try to figure out what she's doing and then that's when I hop back online on my own laptop um and I work on my startup and so I think we, you touched on it a little bit but hamabeauty.com. It's a platform that uses data science to recommend beauty and skincare products. So basically putting in your age, skin type, skin tone, and your needs. And then we're able to tell you like, these are the best products for your skin. These are the ones you should be looking at. And then you can go on and purchase those. Um, and 
you know, you, I'm, you can relate. Like you, you know, you're, I, first of all, I love seeing you run your company. Like, I think something that needs to be highlighted even more and that I'm really trying to like pinpoint is the women in lacrosse that are running businesses. Y'all are ballers. Like, I don't think people understand at face value the magnitude of one going from your college career, building your company, playing at the highest level, managing all of this amazing, bringing in other people. The way you bring, and I know this is a podcast about me, so like I'm just going on a tangent, but the way that you bring in younger players and teach them how to market themselves, how to build their brand, how to do all these things, like it is just, it's amazing. It's flawless. So that's a good <laughs> thank you. Um, so yeah. And, and so working on, working on building my business. Um, and you know, I, yeah, just a lot of like fine tuning our, our technology, um, working towards building a new product that we want to launch with retailers and brands around the world, reaching out to people, um, connecting with entrepreneurs that are either, you know, on the same journey as I am, or a little bit ahead, finding how I can learn from them. And, um, yeah, then at like 11, 12, I'm like, oh, okay, one episode of a show, and then I'm going to fall asleep, and then usually I just fall asleep, and then I wake up and get ready for bed, <laughs> and we do it all over again the next day, so. Oh my gosh, and on top of that, you're also a host of an ESPN halftime show for yeah. women's lacrosse. Yeah. You're, you know, running these two incredible social media brands that, you know, is for some people a full-time job in, in right. itself, you know. Um, so you're handling a lot. You're also a sister, a daughter, right? You're a friend, you're all of these different priorities. I think that's, um, you know, it's really hard to see when you say, oh, I wake up at eight and I go to bed at 12 and all I'm doing in between is eating and working on my two jobs. It's like, I bet you she's doing so many other things and, you know, in between. And I think that's something that I also talk about a lot. I've done a little bit of public speaking on it and, you know, schools and different things and, is just like wearing a bunch of different hats, like you said. Um, and I think for some people, it's like really exciting. And for some people, sometimes it can get really draining. What has been your experience in wearing a lot of different hats? And how do you kind of like, how do you make sure that it's still enjoyable, fun and manageable for you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, no matter what, there is a wall sometimes and you kind of hit it. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, my family does a great job of reminding me, like it will be there tomorrow, right? Like the world is not going to burn and end forever because you didn't finish this one Excel sheet or you didn't send this one email. Right. And so I I try to hold that perspective. Um, and I, I think for me, I've had to learn that rest is a normal part of human life, right? Like if I'm trying to execute all these things, it's not going to get done if I'm exhausted. Um, and so that's kind of my, my sign for myself is when I'm like, oh, I, I can't even, I can't even keep my eyes open at seven o'clock. Like, all right, we got to switch something up. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, ideally I would love to have like at least 30 more hours in a day where I can do all the things I need to do. Um, it, it's just a balance. And some days I get a lot of things done. Some days I just get like, you know, full-time work done. Um, I think priorities are also a big thing. Like, I know what makes the biggest impact in my life. And I know what I really, really, really need to focus on on any given day. Um, and then weekends as well, you know, some, some, most of my weekend, I was going to say, most of my weekend is, is focused on startup work and lacrosse work and outreach. And, um, you know, if I'm doing 
uh, po making posts for Nike or from doing something for the Torton. Uh, those evenings and weekends are dedicated to that. But again, those are such fun things for me that it's like, like at this point, I don't even, lacrosse, it, it should probably feel more like work. Like maybe it did the summer calling games and stuff, but really I'm just having fun with it. So, you know, I get the question a lot of why haven't you started working full-time in lacrosse? Because I, I never want lacrosse to feel like, oh man, like I got to wake up and mm -hmm. do this, right? Like I never want it to be something in my life that I stop enjoying. So if lacrosse, even at, at its fullest capacity can be my fun thing, I'd rather have it as my fun thing. So I have something to look forward to, so. That's really respectable. And I love that you can recognize that. I mean, um, for those of you listening, like Tari, how old are you, 26? Yes, Did I you just turned 26? Me too. I just turned 26 too. See, we're the same age. Um, but like for those of you listening, you probably think she's way older than she is just because of how wise she is, you know? Um, and I think just like how in tune with how you're going to be the very best version of yourself. And that's like what we talk about a lot on this podcast. And um, I'm just really respect you a ton for being able to say, Hey, like some days are not great days. You know, some days are really, really productive days and not every day looks the same. I think sometimes that's hard to admit, right? Especially when we live in a world full of social media where it's like, no, every day is perfect. I wake up at 6 a.m. and I do this and I do that. Um, so it's really respectable for you to be able to say, hey, some days aren't as productive as the other days, but I love the, the things that I do. So I'm gonna make sure I prioritize, make lists. Like, what are the things that work for you the best? I think we talk about um, habits a lot with KO17 Lacrosse. We work on you know, the mental side of the game and making sure that we're journaling and getting our feelings out on paper and, um, you know, maybe certain prompts and things like that, that help us do that. Um, what are some of the things for you that help you kind of manage all that time and make lists of priorities? Is it, you know, going out and getting your cold brew or is it, you know, journaling a little bit? What are those things for you? Yeah. So I love my calendar. Like I'll put in, you know, I'm like, okay, this is the time I'm going to go to my lunch and this is the time I'm going to do this and that. And, um, I think it's for me at least when things are down on paper it's like much easier to stay committed to them and and really follow myself okay you've done four hours of this thing like all right we got to switch it up and do something else um I love notion it's just like kind of like a whiteboard of your to-do list I don't always follow it but I like noting down the things that I want to do um and then sometimes I just let it float around in my brain or on a sticky note like you know, those four things really keep me together. Um, a, a good old sticky note, right, a classic exactly. sticky note. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, but, you know, recently uh, uh, someone I worked with said something important where um, they pinged me. It was kind of near the end of the day, but I'd like run out to go get a coffee. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I just got to get my coffee and like stretch my legs. She was like, oh, do what you got to do. Like, never apologize. So that's something, too, I want to really hold myself to is like never apologizing for when I just need a moment to myself. Like, I love going on long walks. I will go walk for an hour in my neighborhood, call people, listen to a podcast. Like that's really the workout that I enjoy the most. And so I think also learning that I don't have to apologize for like just needing to just center myself. Um, you know, you mentioned the, the social media world we live in. And I think you and I probably see this a lot, right? It's like, someone's like, okay, well, this is my perfect morning. And then I did my hair and then I ate all natural, 100% healthy everything and very tiny portions of this. And, you know, and, and I, I respect like, but I think it's also important. I, I try to remind myself, no matter how hard it is, what works for someone else is not going to work for me. 
and what works for me might not work for them. Um, and that's a highlight reel too, right? Like they're showing their highlight reel and I might show my highlight reel. Um, but yeah, just like finding what works for you and whether it's taking a walk with your cold brew and calling your cousin to complain about something or um, you're going to a solid core. Like I love going to Pilates. I always do the night classes and I like roll, take my little nap. And then I wake up at like seven. I'm like, oh, class at 7.30, I gotta go. Like run on over. <laughs> so yeah, just finding what works for you. That's, that's what I recommend. Uh, I love that. Um, I think that's so important, especially for young listeners, but also just for listeners of all ages. Um, just finding what works for you and, and sticking to it and, and also switching it up too. Like, like you said, there's so many different options that would work for you on different days. And I know that's the same for me personally. So um, I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. There's one thing that I wanted to um, touch back on before we kind of get into a little bit more inspiration, but you are a co-host on a ESPN special halftime show for lacrosse with Amari and it's the first ever of its kind. So can you talk about, um, you know, that halftime show kind of dedicated to sharing those, those stories and experiences of lacrosse players and just the lacrosse world in general, what's that like to have that space and just to be able to, again, be able to create those stories, right. And be able to bring those stories to life on such an incredible platform. Yeah. I, it's just the most humbling, like insane thing. I, um, I remember one of my, my really good friends, John, he texted me, he was at the gym, he was at Planet Fitness and every single screen had sound on on it. It was, like, I can't, it was the craziest thing. And it was our first season. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people were still at home and I was at home. Like we, you know, ESPN set us up with all the recording stuff um, at home. And so for me, the show, honestly, for like the first year, year and a half existed within my computer. And so to know that like it was in the real world, in the wild, and people are watching it and seeing it was just insane. I, I screen recorded. I was like, please send me that video. I sent it everywhere. Um, but yeah, it's just storytelling is so important. And I think the more I understand the sport and the more I meet people, the more I just want to continue telling the behind the scenes of how, you know, people have gotten to where they are, or why they're doing what they do. Um, just thinking of some highlights on, you know, what we've gotten to do on Sound On, um, getting to, you know, we feature so many players from so many different places, interviewing coaches. Acacia Walker is one of my favorite, favorite coaches. I just think she's like, every time I talk to her, it's like, I'm ready to go run 300 million miles. Uh, I feel like I'm just, oops, sorry, so pumped with energy. And, um, you know, or, you know, last season highlighting some of the racial injustice that women's across players at two HBCUs were facing and, and struggling with. Like, we just get to highlight the great things that are happening in our sport and also the things that we can rally together and support each other on. And I feel like that's what I want to use my spotlight on at every point is the great things, but the things where let's come together and uplift someone, let's come together and uplift a team. Um, and ESPN gives us that platform. It's I wish that there was like a super cut of bloopers and just like really the behind the scenes of what happens we record because I really think it's like 30 minutes of giggling and then like 20 minutes like right, we gotta do this like we gotta get serious um of just Amari and I just having a blast and what you see on the show that that's the real thing like we're just having fun we're really just having fun together um getting to to talk about it and what's funny is so Amari and I knew each other but mainly like virtually we had talked all the time and like you know all this stuff we hadn't met in person and people that watch the show are like oh like y'all y'all must have gone to school together I'm like nope 
we like we just met the first time like two years ago we didn't know each other before but even for us it was so it felt like we knew each other forever it was like oh hey girl what's up like let's go get cupcakes let's go get coffee like <laughs> this was so normal so yeah es fans just helped foster that friendship as well and that relationship of trust where we just work together to like do our best to bring the the most impactful stories to the front line that's amazing. It's one of my favorite things to watch. And, um, you know, I spend a lot of time watching college lacrosse when, you know, springtime comes around as, you know, not a college uh, coach myself, I, I get to just be a fan, um, you know, or a broadcaster myself, which, you know, has been a really, really fun and exciting way to view the game. It's a really, um, you know, unique perspective of the game and being able to share your own thoughts on what's going on out there. Yeah. Um, so I guess my last question for you on that is, you know, you've gotten to call some games and you've gotten to be behind the scenes of a lot of like, I used to watch your Instagram lives. If you were at a, a game and you were, you know, kind of broadcasting it, if it wasn't, if it wasn't broadcasted anywhere else, um, you know, what's it like being behind the camera and being the voice for what's going out on the field? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, at world, especially, um, you know, going from, really just being a fan and watching in the stands and getting to do both really be in the stand also I think for me what I really think about when I'm calling games is the players families are watching I want to make sure one that I'm you know getting that pronunciation to the best of my ability making sure because you know I have a name that is ethnic as well and like sometimes it hurts my feelings when people mispronounce it so I always try to you know if there's family around or coaches like hey like pronunciation guide so we got those um I always met with coaches before. So, you know, meeting with Jamaica's coach or Czech Republic's coach and having great conversations with them about their team. What's number 27's favorite, you know, food? What, how did she come to the game or all these different things? So that when I go on, I can say, oh, okay, she scored, like she's so speedy, but did you know she also did martial arts or she, you know, has a puppy and like her puppy has an Instagram account with all these followers, those kind of things. Um, bringing the analysis part in and really, diving deep into the game, but also having fun with it is important to me. I think as we bring on new viewers and we expand the scope of the game, right? We don't wanna talk about the most technical things that people aren't gonna understand and they're gonna be like intimidated and kind of turn away from the game. We wanna make it welcoming and really fun. And um, yeah, just like have a good cadence when you're covering the game. That's amazing. And I think that what's so, you know, fun for me in the broadcasting world is that we get to learn from each other, like just by watching and listening, yeah. uh, but also having those conversations, which I know that you're, you know, all about is having the conversations like you just said, right, is just being prepared and um, asking the questions and making sure that you can shed light on who these players are, not only as players and what they're doing out on the field, but also as people. And I think that just kind of literally wraps back into one of our first points from this podcast conversation is just you know, you fell in love with the sport and you loved everything about it and you wanted to share all of your thoughts on it. And that's exactly what you get to do um, somewhat for a living right now, which is really cool. Wait, I, you know <laughs> that's a realization for me. <laughs> there you go. Full circle moments on this Thursday morning. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Look at that. I hope that boy, <laughs> I, I know his name, but I'm not going to call him out because I, you know, I'm nice. Um, you know what? Hey, you know what? He, he pushed me to make that decision to make the account and now look where we are. Mm -hmm. That's proof right there. I love it. The haters win. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. That's, that is 
amazing. Um, and we're going to quote that for sure on social media. Um, <laughs> amazing. Okay. So one of my favorite questions that we ask on um, the Dream On Pod is a two-sided question. So, and it's all about inspiration. Um, so first and foremost, maybe from someone special in your life, a mentor, a coach, um, a parent, um, someone in your life that has given you one piece of advice or one piece of something that you've kind of taken throughout your life, what would that, what would that be for you? Ooh, that's a good one. Like, who do I call out? Cause I love them <laughs> so much. Um, hmm. I, I think it's more like a consistent theme of advice when I think of like my sister, but you know, I think my sister just supports whatever dream or whatever initiative I have. And to me, like, I know if I have her support, that's enough. And, um, she just always tells me to try, right. If I don't get something like your time recently, a couple of days ago, I was like, oh man, I didn't, you know, get this program that I really wanted to do, um, for startups. And I'm really bummed. She's like, well, your time will come, right? Like your time is coming, your thing is coming. And so I try to hold on to that of, the opportunities I've had were right on time and I was prepared and I was ready to make the most of them. So I know whatever opportunity comes next, I'm going to be ready and I'm going to be equipped to take advantage of that. Um, so yeah, maybe that that's, that's what I would stick to is like your time is coming, like your next thing is coming and you'll be ready and equipped to have that. I love that. That's very unique from anything that we've heard on the dream on podcast. And I love that. It also came from your sister, um, you know, that inspiration. So on the flip side of our question here, so now you're the inspirer. What do you hope that people will take from you if they follow you on social media or if they get to know you in person? What do you hope that the people that you touch in this world get to take from you? I think just be passionate about the things that you're doing and that you're interested in. Um, I feel like sometimes it people try to make it seem like it's like uncool to like really be passionate about a hobby or something like they're like oh well I like this instead and like this is so much more fun and more cool but I don't know I just the older we get or maybe just the older I get like I think of six seven year old me like she just was a jokester she was a prankster like always being silly all this stuff we just get so serious as we get older like be passionate be silly have fun um that's what I try to hold myself self-accountable too like we went to Ikea yesterday and I was like hiding from my sister behind some stuff and that's oh, so, so amazing place yeah exactly <laughs> and I would like peek out and like make sure she can't see me so I could try to scare her but I, I haven't done that literally in years like I have not popped up on someone trying to scare them in years and I don't know why in that moment I felt like I'm gonna do that like that's gonna be so funny but after a long day you'd be online for like 10 hours at work like I just want to be able to just have fun and like enjoy um you know I, I don't want to look back and be like oh I wish I'd had more fun in that moment or I wish I'd done this more so yeah just like be passionate have fun be silly enjoy your life like yeah those are the things that I'm striving for hey guys Kylie here a short break from our conversation to remind you to check in on our social channels you can find little snippets from our episodes on Instagram at at dream dot on underscore pod And if you're a lacrosse stud looking for a unique way to train and develop into the best version of yourself, like our guest here most definitely has, check out the KO17 Lacrosse app in the App Store. That's KO17 Lacrosse. And at 
D-R-E-A-M period O-N underscore P-O-D on Instagram. Come join the fam and we can keep dreaming on together. Okay, enough of that. We back. Amazing. Um, and I love that Ikea moment because I definitely remember doing that like, exactly. you know, 10, 15 years ago. So like I might have to head to Ikea soon just for a good laugh. <laughs> it's so fun fun. oh that's so funny I'm picturing that too by the way I'm just picturing you popping out of places (laughs) I saw someone who I thought was her and so I was like and then it wasn't her and I was like oh sorry oh man (laughs) (laughs) oh that's fantastic going to Ikea when you have your own money is so lit because you'd be like oh yes like oh my gosh and your own place too right like your own place to just decorate oh my gosh I know you just moved so it's like Ikea is probably just incredible. Heavenly. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So yeah, I can't wait to decorate, get more art and stuff up here and yeah, mm. just make it look like mine. Yep. Make it your own space. That's awesome. Okay. Well, our last question on the lacrosse side of things, um, before we get into one of our questions from our KO17 fam, um, what are your hopes and dreams for the sport of lacrosse as a whole? Yeah. Um, you know, Oh, I'm about to say something controversial, but I'm going to say- We love it. I'm so sorry to say that. Actually, no, I'm not sorry. That's not Paul. You're not sorry. So I'm right, not sorry, girl. I think that the women's game, for some reason, has always, well, I know why, but has always been like equated to the men's game, right? People are like, well, for women's across to get to where men's across is today, they have to do this, this is, why don't we just let women's across grow at its own pace? It is growing rapidly 600,000 unique people turned on the d1 championship final 400 i think it was like 447,000 or 50,000 um average viewers right for the d1 final about up to par with the men's i think it's maybe like a 20,000 viewer difference i feel like you know au world lacrosse the internet all these organizations are fostering the growth of women's across at such an amazing and rapid pace and i just love watching it take form and, and professionals and, and players at the highest level get the fanfare and the attention and the broadcasting quality and all these things that they deserve. I've never, honestly, even when I was 14 and couldn't articulate it exactly how I wanted to, I've never thought that the women's game needed to be equated to the men's game. I, I never thought that we had to do what the men were doing, you know, with these advertisers, with this broadcast, wherever. Just let the game continue to grow at the pace that it's growing. And I think that in 10 years, like we are going to be amazed at where women's lacrosse is. I think of, you know, the Team USA roster we saw this summer. I think of players like you, Charlotte, like people that that paved the way, Michelle, Kayla, like we have so many amazing players that have come through the game and are playing currently and will come to play that are just going to continue pushing their rise into the game. I can't wait to see the creativity, um, you know, all the amazing kind of shots and the athleticism and all the different things that we're going to see. And then the Olympics, right? Like that's really the goal and the dreams to get to LA in 2028. I honestly just like, when I close my eyes and I think of, you know, you asked one of my goals, I would love to just be in that booth in LA, right? And to get to call the games and to be like, okay, like there's Ola Miller and there's whoever, like they're doing their thing and that's a goal. Like, you know, obviously more, more refined than that. I'm not going to say they're doing their thing. But, <laughs> um, you know, just, just to be part of that atmosphere, you know, some people may not know I interned for the Olympics at the Rio Olympics, and I was part of, you know, the, the team doing broadcasting there on the back end. And 
the atmosphere of the Olympics, like why I love it so much and I love that event is because I feel like it brings us together. It brings nations together, people from all over, all different interests and backgrounds and things like that. And so if lacrosse can have a slice of that, like it would just be the craziest thing. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to see lacrosse in the Olympics and then, yeah, just see it continue to grow and um, more investment in women's lacrosse. Shout out to like, you know, KD and all the other investors that are putting, you know, their time and money and um, Athletes Unlimited like shows me so much love and has given me so many opportunities and doing the same on the pro side. So I hope to see more teams. I really, really would love to see more teams um, in AU so that players get even more opportunities. I couldn't add anything more to that. So well said. Um, and as controversial as you may have thought that was, I think it's fantastic. So okay. <laughs> um, I'm with you. <laughs> like, I am with you. Gonna chill. Like every time they're like, oh, well, <laughs> I think the women's game should do what the men's game is doing right now and do X's and Y. Bro, like, chill. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, okay, we have one question from our KO17 fam. This one is uh, kind of a fun one, which kind of goes with our theme here, keeping the fun in the game. Um, and it's from at Kira Kirby on Instagram. She wants to know what your most embarrassing lacrosse story is. Oh, that's <laughs> a great question. That's a great question. Cause this one has stuck with me forever, my whole life. And oh no, no. she knows already. <laughs> so I think it was like junior or senior in high school, right? Already, you know, you're, you're becoming more conscious of your presence. You know, I'm trying to be cute. I'm in the gym. I'm working out, you know, getting fit or whatever. So we, um, I think we had indoor practice that day. And so the gym had like, it had two levels, had like a bottom level and then a top level. So we were, the men's, our boys and girls were gonna split the time. Like boys start at the top, we start at the bottom. And um, I, so it's my turn. It was like the lap pull down thing machine. Everyone else does their thing. Everyone else is fine. I go to get the, the thing to pull it down, girl. The whole thing topples over. I have never, dead silence. And I'm sitting there like, or saying, I'm just like, um, Okay. Wasn't and <laughs> my coach had run out to go get something. And so the only coach that was there was like the men's head coach and the men's assistant coach. And the head coach was so nice. He's like, oh, like, it's okay. Like, don't worry. It happens all the time. Like, he's lying. This never happened. Um, so he like helps me put it back together and then like shows me how to correctly use the machine. Cause I guess I was just doing too much. I was trying to do too much. Um, but yeah. And, and like, I think for a couple of days after that, people were like, yeah, like what, what happened? Like, why did you do that? And I was like, it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> it tumbled over. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm strong, but like not strong enough to just yank a machine down. I don't know what happened, but yeah, dead silence in the whole gym. I, I don't think I actually ever went back to the gym after that. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. Oh my gosh. That's so funny that, uh, um, you know, a question like that comes up and you just immediately yeah. like go to your first story because for whatever reason in that moment of time, it was just the most embarrassing. But um, honestly, I would just, I would have just made the excuse that you were too strong. You know, yeah. that's what I would go with. Too strong. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Finishing up on our, you know, fun note here. This has been an incredible podcast um, and I'm so grateful to have had you. We're going to finish with a little segment called quick finishes, just like on the crease, little quick finishes. Um, and it's just kind of like a rapid fire, get to know Tari um, with some random things. Are you ready? Ready. Let's do it. All right. Pizza or tacos? Mm, see, because you said quick. Oh, tacos <laughs> for now. For now. Um, okay. Favorite place that you've traveled to? 
Oh, favorite place I've traveled to. Spain. Yeah. Love it. That's on my list. Okay. What's one band or artist that you'd want to see in concert right now? Oh, Suki Waterhouse. I found her through TikTok and I just ah, love the vibes. Wow. Okay. I'm going to check that out. Okay. One of the most inspirational athletes that you follow. Oh, that I follow. Oh, this is a good one. I'm like, see, because I don't like to play favorites. Okay. I'm going to give myself a countdown. Five, four, three, two. Megan Rapino. I love Megan Rapino. There you go. I love that. You just gave yourself a countdown. That was amazing. Um, I'm going to start doing that when I, when I feel like. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, mountains or beaches? Oh, beaches. Me too. Okay. What's your favorite PLL team? Favorite PLL team? I'm a chaos girl. Okay. Love it. Okay. Um, what's your go-to karaoke song? Go-to karaoke song? I think Halo by Beyonce. I can't sing like her. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's that's amazing. That's a really hard song to sing. So I think that would be a really great karaoke song. That's what makes it good, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, last two. Favorite movie? Favorite movie. Um, oh, man. The Sing movies. Sing one and two with the Oh, <laughs> I know they're I just they just bring me so much joy and I like I never was a sing-along kind of movie girl but I just love them they bring me so much joy <laughs> oh that's fantastic I think I might have to go watch this them after this yeah. now um just to bring some more happiness to the day all right last but not least what is one thing on your bucket list oh one thing on my bucket list oh that's a good one um build a Zimbabwe women's lacrosse team whether I play on it or I coach it or whatever involvement I have, that's, yeah, that's something that I got to do. Amazing. And I can't wait to see you do it. And I can't wait to see you continue to do all the amazing things you do for the lacrosse world, for your startup, outside of everything. Um, you know, you're just an incredible person. I'm grateful to have followed you on social media so that it's led to this friendship. And, um, you know, I'm really grateful that you came on today before work and gave us the time, gave our listeners the time. And um, just thank you for everything that you do for the sport. I'm really grateful that to be in a world that you're in as well. Of course, of course. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so wonderful and you're an inspiration to me as well. Oh, thank you. And thanks for listening, Dream On fam. We'll see you guys next time. Yeah.